Hello and welcome everybody to Season 2, Episode 13, Homer versus Lisa and the Eighth Commandment. Throwing it over to Nick, the cold open. Yes, but I'm definitely going to make orphans of his children. Uh, you know, they do have a mother champ. Yes, but I would imagine that he would die of grief. Oh, that's uh, that's that's Mike Tyson. Yes, the uh, the or, or not Mike Tyson, but the the parody of Mike Tyson, Dredrick Tatum. Sure, yeah, I, that's I true. That would be appropriate considering this episode has the first episode of uh, appearance of Dredrick Tatum, though his appearance is much different than it would be later on. I kind of butchered that voice though a little bit. It was more. Um, it's hard, you know. He has a lisp. You know, yeah, kind of. Well, not quite a lisp, but uh, it's, I don't know it's something like a speech impediment, basically. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. And I think my impression there was more of the weird guy from Office Space instead of Dredrick Tatum. But I thought that's that's probably my favorite Dredrick Tatum line. So I thought uh, that one would be appropriate. But yeah, Homer versus Lisa and the Eighth Commandment, uh, the debut of Tatum and debut of another legendary character who we'll get to in a second um you know what it's weird i find that when we come off of an episode when our final rating is lower and we don't really enjoy the episode as much i find going into the next one that our energy level has been impacted a little bit like it's it's been affected we're not as uppity Oh, sure. Do you you find it? Like, I feel those those dopamine receptors have been emptied. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, it's uh, it wasn't like a great episode last time. Uh, And it's hard to keep that going when uh, when you had to watch something that felt like it was like 40 minutes long. And really, it's only like 20, 20 something. Man, that episode did feel like it was 40 minutes long, didn't it? Yeah, and when I was editing it, it felt uh, equally as long. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wee Wee was, it, you know, it's cool to get the backstory of Homer and Marge, but really not a good episode, though I got to give you credit. The ending loop of uh, Mole Man and George C. Scott, whose name I finally remembered because I had to look it up, uh, getting the loop of them getting uh, hit in the groin with the football. Pure brilliance. Kudos to you for that one. Yeah, uh, it was pretty funny when I played that back in a loop. I hope everyone else enjoyed it too. Um, yeah. Good sound effects in The Simpsons. Like they were always able to get an extra little kick out of something with uh, just the appropriate sound effect. I think my two favorite all time would be that one. And in Treehouse of Horror, uh, when Homer has gone back in time to the land of the dinosaurs, and he goes, he's stepping backwards and he sits on the fish, and it kind of makes that like Ooh. exploding sound. <laughs> Uh, it's like an exploding sound mixed with like a sound of agony from the fish. Just unbelievable sound effect. I, I that gets me every time. It's one of those ones. Do you have Shout any out that- to the uh, Foley designers at the Simpsons uh, mm-hmm. or whatever company they outsource their Foley design to. I almost went to school for that actually. For sound uh, design? Yeah, I was like getting ready to go to Vancouver and take their one year course there and sound. Uh, specifically Foley design. I always thought it was cool to, you know, clacking the coconuts in a, in a really quiet room to get something or whatever. Um, but yes, I went a different route. But uh, yes, my favorite sound effect would probably be any Bumblebee Man episode. 
those oh, are re- segments. Yeah. They are loaded with sound effects. Uh, it's just whichever Bumblebee you throw on. Like, of course, he's always I, 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 but then like he's always getting hit with something. So there's a ton of sound effects in there. Yeah, there's always like that boy-yo-yo-yo-yoing kind of sound effect type of thing that works perfectly with his little, uh, like his little Bumblebee Man stinger. And like, yeah, good call. Good call indeed on uh, <laughs> on that. I can't wait till we get some Bumblebee Man stuff. But one thing we do get in this episode, as I said off the top, not only do we get the first Dredrick Tatum, but we get the debut of Troy McClure, possibly the best... Uh, a candidate anyways for the best kind of like secondary character who they, they do a whole bunch of stuff with based off of one. It's not, uh, not the first time this audience has, uh, has heard Troy McClure. Our, our good friend Greg there had his own impression. That's yeah. right. Yes. Uh, <laughs> he definitely leaves his mark shadow to the late great Phil Hartman. Uh, one of the all time great voice actors just in general. We've, we kind of talked about that, uh, because uh, we did have an appearance um, of Phil earlier in, in, in the series, but this is like Troy McClure is my guy when I think of uh, Phil Hartman. The fact that he was going to do a live action Troy McClure movie, and it was kind of in talks and stuff before his uh, untimely passing. Um, yeah, I would have loved to see him to, because he, he was always able to, to make something that much better with his delivery. Matt Groening says that the reason why he picked Troy uh, or geez, I'm calling him Troy now that he picked Phil is because he was able to get more laughter out of the way he delivered certain lines. Like he was just fantastic voice actor, just a fantastic, fantastic uh, voice actor. And um, he he just came up with so many memorable, it it might not have been ad libbed uh, or improv, but, he was able to deliver so many memorable lines and moments as Troy. Like, what are the, some of the things that come up, uh, your favorite Troy moments? Who knows what would have happened had he been able to continue the show? Mm-hmm. Uh, what amazing bits we would have got out of that. Um, okay, so one of my favorite is the uh, the, the juicer yeah, uh, commercial. Yeah. Um, I laugh every time. It doesn't matter. I've probably seen it a hundred times at this point and it still gets me. And then, uh, Dr. Zayas. Um, yeah. Yeah. Those are really too strong. Like the Dr. Zayas one, I don't, he probably had to do so many takes, but, uh, it came out great. Um, yeah, those are my top two. Not only the song, that whole riff on like the whole play in general, like the song parodies Amadeus, whereas, well, the play is planet of the apes, but like it, the way they did it was absolutely fantastic. Oh, the writers um, as well have a huge, uh, a, a huge uh, like portion of the success of that whole thing. Like they wrote, I don't know how they came up with all of that on the fly, but uh, yeah, it's kudos to them too. Yeah, everything that's too funny to be written, I, it's improv. The cartoon just improv itself. That's my rationale on that. Uh, with Troy, I think some of his favorite non-existent movies uh, or whatever you want to call them. TV series, TV, made-for-TV movies, whatever you want to call them, uh, edutainment. I think my two favorite that immediately come to mind are uh, Alice's Adventures Through the Windshield Glass. And, uh, like, I'm laughing already just saying it. And, <laughs> and um, 
mommy what's wrong with that man's face like how 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 do you come up with something like that is absolute brilliance uh the way he delivers it and which whatever writer came up with that that is absolutely fantastic absolute brilliant um i'm gonna put that on our twitter page at simpsons underscore ebe i'll set up a poll for the best either uh one-off movie or just segment in general for troy mcclure i'd love to hear uh what you have to say about your favorite troy mcclure moments because there are so many and the thing is he's not in that many episodes there's only really two centered around him and one is a clip show yeah Uh, so um yeah, the, he left a, a long-lasting legacy that was really compacted into just a few segments here and there. So shout out again to uh, the late, great, ever-funny Phil Hartman. Um, this episode in general, though, uh, I don't really remember a lot about it for it being that funny. It seems to be where I remember it. When I was growing up, every time this episode would come on TV, I would actually kind of get mad at Lisa a little bit for, I don't know, taking uh, overreacting, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and causing Homer to miss the, the big fight. You know, he's got all his friends over. Uh, yeah, like I, I always remember being upset at Lisa. So maybe that clouds my judgment a bit on this one. So I'm going to go into it with a 6.8. Oh, I think that's a first. I'm going to go in with with the seven. Uh, But that is kind of to do with. So I went to church like every Sunday, did the Sunday school thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I can see from a child's perspective why you would like you get something crammed into your noggin, you know, once a week. And then you see something uh, your parents doing wrong. And you're like, hey, I've been someone's been teaching me that you shouldn't do that. You know, mm-hmm. uh, and you're a kid. There's not a lot of gray area when you're a kid, so it, it's hard to problem solve. That's true. I find it interesting too that you're kind of going in over the last four, of the last five episodes. You're kind of going in with a baseline um, episode when it comes to Itchy and Scratchy and Marge. You started with a six point five. Bark gets hit by a car, a seven. Uh, the Fugu episode, you went a little bit higher with an 8.1. Last episode, you also went in with a 7. And this one, you're going in with a 7. So is it kind of like, is that your your just baseline season 2 type of thing? I suppose. Like, this is an episode that I don't go back and watch often at all. So from my perspective, I, I can't give it a low score because I don't really remember liking it or not liking it. Uh, and it's not a standout episode like a Triosa Horror or Fugu episode, so I can't give it a high rating either. So I kind of, to me, it's like a fair start as yeah. like a 70. Yeah. That's, that's kind of like the median, the average of what you're expecting going into it. Yeah, that makes sense. I get that. And yeah, I think I'm kind of the same in that like the six-ish. Like I didn't really uh, go back and dig into these episodes as I got older, like when I would rewatch the series, whether it was from the DVDs or I'd start on a streaming service or wherever it happened to be. This one may have been one that I likely routinely skipped. So I'm kind of excited to go into that because we've been pleasantly surprised with some of the ones that we didn't have as fond of uh, memories of, especially Itchy and Scratchy and Marge. So I'm excited to see what this one will bring to our viewing table. So let's get into it right now. Homer versus Lisa in the Eighth Commandment. Here we go. Homer versus Lisa in the Eighth Commandment. 
uh, another one of those long titles, aired February 7th, 1991. The number one song in uh, the U.S. at the time, Shane, you have brought it up. That's my hint. You brought it up in the last couple of episodes. Do you know what it was? Uh, I'm going to say no. I don't know what it was, <laughs> but I will guess the song regardless. I'm going to go uh, uh, B44, uh, If You Get Down On Me. What the hell is that? I don't even know what that song is. <laughs> That's the funniest thing I could I could think of on the spot. What I was have, it? It was it was Everybody Dance Now, CNC Music Factory. Oh shoot. Okay, yeah. Yeah, the the legendary song from the Gay Steel Mill. That was the number one song when this episode came out. It's a catchy um, song, you know. Yeah, it's a heck of a song. Yeah, it's a good. It's a. Uh, I think it was on like one of those hockey albums, the Jock Jams or whatever it was called. Uh, just quickly, B44 was a terrible early 2000s uh, band. Um, it was, boy, it was boy a boy band? band, yeah. I grew up with an older sister, so I heard all these things. Um, but yeah, uh, there were three guys that looked identical. Only two of them were actually brothers, and the third guy, they just like made him look like they were. he was a brother. It was pretty it. funny. <laughs> I never heard of that. It's, it's funny. So, like, I, I, I knew of them, but... Anyways, if you, want, if you want your ears to bleed, go and search up B44. That bad, eh? I love the art style to open the episode. Very good, yeah. Very nice. Uh, the chalkboard gag that was on, I will not make flatulent noises in class. Not bad. And uh, the couch gag with him kind of doing like the dancing. Not bad. Not bad. Yeah, both are pretty decent. He looks like the, uh... He looks like Jacques. Yeah, Jacques. Yes, he does. Like, nice little throwback there. I like how everyone, too, is just, like, godless, stealing, heathen, heathen people. And there's Phil doing Moses. I will now read them in no particular. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's great. Even yeah. images. Thou shalt not commit adultery. Ah, well, looks like the party's over. Hey, Moses, keep them coming. Thou shalt not steal. That's good to do like the rule of thirds that he read them in no particular order. Because thou shalt not steal is the eighth commandment, so. Right, yeah. Yeah. I like how Santa's Little Helper was drinking Homer's lemonade. And there's Phil again doing the voice of the cable guy. <laughs> Apparently this is pretty well. That makes sense. This would be pretty common in the early '90s. Like cable was still the big thing, right? So. What do you want? I want free cable. <laughs> this really reminds me of Jim Carrey, the Cable Guy. It really does, doesn't it? And uh, the uh, the Seinfeld episode where Kramer's getting uh, some channels that he he shouldn't be, and they keep trying to fix it. Cable piracy is wrong. Fact. <laughs> I would have to say a vast majority of people in North America probably feel that way. Well, yeah, especially when you look at corporate profits. Don't you hate it when you go to the bathroom? 
I wonder if that was a knock at Seinfeld. Like a comedian in front of a brick wall doing like... Um, it looked like a similar background, so yeah, yeah I think it was. Imagine that. 68 channels. Well, like, when you had a thousand channels, um, I want to say like 200 or 300 of them were just like radio channels. Or like a, a language that you didn't speak. Yeah. This is kind of a good nostalgia trip, I must say. Like going back into the days of the late 90s anyways when I had cable. And 68 channels probably was a lot. And then, as I said in the last episode... Most uh, <laughs> uh, my dad had, uh, he had a legal was, hookup. Yeah, yeah, legal hookup. And we had like three thousand channels. Hear me roar. Crazy. Uh. <laughs> watching Mexican wrestling. That's Phil doing that voice too. So there's three different voices he's already done. Man, when Phil's in the booth, they really get their money's worth. I like that line of Homer saying, uh, that in Mexico, wrestling's a real sport. Well, uh, yeah, luchadors. There's another Phil voice right there. Holy crap, he's done four voices within like the first couple of minutes of this episode. The Homer smiles. Yeah. The World Series of Cockfighting. I even like how the houseplant has died from neglect. Because Homer is just so focused on the teeth. That's a good little now, montage. Christian Quick montage. He needs God. He thinks he's got it made. He's got his hi-fi, his boob tube, and his instant pizza pie. Ooh, pizza. All right, children. Now, Second appearance of the Sunday school teacher. But it's my responsibility to teach you this. Today's topic will be hell. Oh, All right. Sat through mercy and I've sat through forgiveness. Finally, we get to the good stuff. Oh, hell is a terrible place. Maggots are your sheet, worms your blanket. There's a lake of fire burning with yep. silver. Kind of Were for you? foreshadowing to when uh, Bart goes to hell. Fact, if you actually saw hell, you'd be That's a much, much later season. Were you, uh, well, he already did technically go to hell and Bart gets hit by a car. Remember when he talked to the devil? That's true, yeah. He goes to hell, I guess, at least two times. Are there pirates in hell? Yes. Of them. Were you taught this in school? Like, or, uh, church? Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, would they, would they actually say things like the, the teacher? Like, brain, maggots eating your brain and stuff like that? Well, not maggots eating your brain, but just like, you know, a constant, endless uh, Instilling fear torture of fire and brimstone. But was it like a constant barrage of like keeping you in fear? Uh, I would say that's the basis of uh, most of uh, of those things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It's either fear or a prize that motivate people. Got to put that carrot in front. Yes, Troy McClure. I'm Troy McClure. You may remember me from such movies as Cry Yuma and Here Comes the Coast Guard. 
But today I'd like to talk to you about a pleasant tasting candy that actually Ah, oh, I forgot about this infomercial. Oh, goody, a program like the advertisement. <laughs> Wait a minute, Troy. I'm a little confused. Did you say cleans and straightens? There's no confusion, Tina. Just good science. Ladies and gentlemen, I'd like you to meet Yes. Dr. Nick Riviera. Oh, I forgot about this part. What a duo. This is uh, another hell montage. We've had a, or not a, not montage, but uh, animation. We've had a couple of these now. Remember Homer envisioning the the family as demons? Yes. In season one, there's the, de the devil same same type like, of devil. Yeah. Yeah, looks like Herman. Solid animation. That was good. Good act. Good first act. Just a random shopping cart going down the street. Is that the first time we see that? The shopping cart flying out of the It may be, lot? yeah. Oh, yeah. You got, uh, what's his face, stealing in the background? Jimbo stealing, yeah. Jimbo, yeah. Jimbo Jones. Stealing. It's either an orange or beside it is either a tomato or a... You get the tomato. Something about covers. Anything else? Yes. Yeah, Another like ethical grapes. question, like, is this stealing? Eat oh, two, two grapes? Who cares? Like, at what point yeah, does it become stealing? Yourself, right? Like, yeah, okay, all right. Uh, I need a price check on if you two ate three grapes, grapes, is it stealing? Four grapes, is it stealing? A lot of gray area there. I used to eat grapes when I was in the grocery store as a kid. I, I would, my mom would pay for it, but I remember as we'd go through the grocery store, shout out Not Bill Farms, and it still existed, uh, I would eat a pumpernickel bagel. Nice. And then my mom would pay for it as we would leave the store. Would they warm it up for you, or what? No, no, I just, I just mucked it. Just straight. Oh, damn, okay, just, just like bread. Alright. I, lo <laughs> I love how Homer... Homer's uh, examples. Did you pay for the breakfast you ate this morning? That's a good reference to uh, like all the Muhammad Ali fights that had names like Thrilla and Manila and stuff. About to knock the other guy out. That one boxing was good. Yeah, when it was still like the thing, right? Of pay per view yeah. sports. Before UFC just dominated it. Pretty much. Hey, big fight coming up. Yeah, you want to come over to my house and listen to round-by-round round updates on the radio? Oh, yeah, okay. Oh, and then after the fight, we can watch the still photos on the 11 o'clock news. <laughs> it's funny that people used to do that. Like, even back in the 20s and 30s, people would stand in Times Square and listen to uh, updates or watch for updates on, on a board of what was happening in the World Series. Yeah, yeah. Test the pubbish, please. Um... He's Homer Simpson, sir, one of your drones from Sector 7G. Excellent. I'm so keen on seeing Watson versus Tatum, too. I even <laughs> like, Burns couldn't afford yeah, a like, huge like, TV and all the channels in the world. Yeah. Yeah. Like, why would he not want to watch it his own house? Unless he's that cheap, he doesn't want to pay $50. Permission to speak frankly, sir? Permission granted. Well, you are quite wealthy. Thank you, Smithers. Your candor is most Yeah, as Smithers says here. No, no, I mean... Why don't you pay for the fight yourself? Ah, Smithies, the big title fight is one of those rare... Okay, this, this explanation makes sense. Sights, ...the sounds and... Uh, <laughs> the smells of other men. 
you haven't lost the car. Uh, yeah, sometimes things are just better enjoyed with other people. Really is true. Like, anytime yeah. you can watch something with your friends, it's always better. Like, even right now, we're, we're, it's, yeah. it's better watching this with you. Then it would be just, like, alone. Yeah. Uh, we used to always uh, split on the UFC fights in college. That one just throw in, like, five, ten bucks. Get some pizza, pay for the pay-per-view. <laughs> I love how uh, Mo chose the mechanical pole over cable TV. Oh, this is uh, kind of a long uh, poo. Yeah, it's kind of the first time we get a poo getting more than just like a single line. Still won't talk too much on that just yet. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll save that poo for a little bit. Yeah. Reverend Lovejoy's answer for the, the old ethical question of the stealing bread. And it's only stealing if he puts jelly on it. I don't watch him every minute. But what I am sure of is we're getting cable for free. Well, I'm afraid that is stealing, Lisa. And I think you must do something. Should I have my father arrested? Well, Lisa, on the surface, that would appear to be an ideal solution to the problem. But remember the fifth commandment. Honor thy father and thy mother. Interesting contradiction there. Yeah, just a, a blank stare of Lisa. Yeah. Like, wait a minute, that advice doesn't really make sense. Oh, Bart getting the porn channel. Forgot about this. That's good. I I really do, you know, those those are little subtle jokes you don't understand when you're a kid. Oh, here's what I was looking for. Blue chips close up three and three quarters. Oil service stocks slump slightly on the news of Son, you shouldn't watch that other channel. It's only for mommies and daddies who love each other very much. I want you to promise me you won't watch that channel ever again. Well, you can always do parental controls. Yeah, maybe they didn't have that back then on this on their old thing but homer kind of handled that pretty well like he didn't get mad at bart for being yeah that's yeah i think that's the way to go yeah he actually handled it pretty well there's something wrong with that kid she's so moral why can't she be more like well not like bart but there's got to be a happy medium you know, Bart was looking at that racing movie today, and Lisa's losing a little respect for you. Maybe we should think about people the cable. when they would jump to say like The Simpsons is smut or nonsense. Apparently, Al Jean used to actually like go back and say, "Hey, like we're, we would tackle ethical problems," and this was the one he would always point out. I'm afraid that cable. Yeah, they do actually hit. Hit real issues. This is a very religiously charged episode as well. Yeah, is it ever? Pretty ballsy. Especially back then. Though it, it's kind of more... It, it's not really attacking religion, it's more of... Uh, it's actually, I would say, more so in favor of it. Or kind of showing both sides at least. Yeah, Homer suing soccer. Hey, Simpson. Hey, how'd you get in here? Ah, your door wasn't locked in any way. I wonder if you'd be interested in this car stereo. A $500 value, but I'll let you have it for 40 bucks. Get out of my house! I don't want to associate with criminals. Well, maybe I'll go see your neighbor. He's not home. Even better. Not bad. Fine. 
stalls nice. a bunch of locks. Yeah. Yeah, nice little quick joke there. And the bar. Oh yeah, the bar is on the window. It doesn't look friendly. Mark, we can't be too careful. He doesn't live in Oshawa. He doesn't need that. And I'm not talking about the small forgivable stuff. Come on, come on. You know what? Bart is kind of a. Give me a business guy. Yeah. Yeah, he's a bit of a shyster, but like, he he knows what people will pay to do or see or whatever. Also, Dolph's hair is kind of weird. He's kind of like an emo flip. And that kid in the middle, I don't remember seeing him ever. No. Yeah, a lot of one-off kids here. It's not the first time Bart uses that magician hat. He uses it quite a few times, actually. Mm-hmm. How many people are coming home? Just a select circle of my friends. Oh, hello, Mrs. Homer. I brought an assortment of jerky. Ooh, did you swipe those from work? Well, certainly not. <laughs> what has been implied here? So, okay, pause he it for a second. He owns the store. Yeah. So who, let's see who we got here who's come over thus far uh, in the fight. There's one second. We should go back to a group shot. Yeah, after we get this intro. Or not intro, this uh, pre-fight interview. Any response to that? Yes, I would also. Oh man, so good. <laughs> it is a good uh, Tyson. Oh yeah. Voice. All right. So we have Carl, Lenny, Grandpa, Apu, Barney. I guess Grandpa brought Jasper. Yeah. Some. I don't know who this is. Yeah, some weird guy. To the left of the screen if you're pausing right at 1746 1746 i can't read uh yeah who the guy on the left is i'm i don't think we've seen him before or we'll ever see him again some sweater man with glasses yeah yeah we'll just call him a sweater man he kind of looks like uh the guy who owns the cracker factory a little bit a little a bit a little bit yeah same type of head and glasses mm. all right play in it again my form of non-violent protest. Hey, Homer, I brought you... <laughs> oh, he stole a bunch <laughs> of pictures. Yeah. He had the Momugs. <laughs> Lisa looking at Homer is the way my hound dogs look at me when they want food. Thank you, Mo. I always wanted one of these. Oh, Mr. Burns. And yeah, Homer, all the stuff he took from work. It would have been cool if, like, there would have been a box of pens here, and it could have been a a, a thing from later. Now, come on, take all this and this, put in a closet. Will you quit staring at me like that? Oh, hello, Simpson. We were just two women. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hilarious. I love that stare that Barney has. Yeah. His dead eyes like a shark. Oh, Simpson, good news. I brought some munchies. Smithers, the Cheetos. Brings the smallest little bag of Cheetos. Shout out to munchies. Yeah. Good assortment of uh, 
snacks for a party. Yeah. I do miss the green munchies, though. They had those little, like, almost, um... The green munchies? Yeah, not a lot of people have had them, but I... Yeah. It was a very short run, but there was a green bag of munchies. They had a, a few different things in there that I miss. Yeah, Eddie and Lou... Another kind of ode to the corruption. Remember in the Fugu episode, they arrest Homer for Lisa, essentially no reason. And then Thanks, now they're like passing. They don't care that Homer has legal cable. They just want to watch the fight. Yeah, they they made them out to be really cruel cops there. Yeah, did they ever. So now we have a full house with a bunch of people that are just random. Random characters. <laughs> that must be like a Rocky reference. The running is, but the the running um, on the snow. The prison, though, is a reference to Tyson. Yeah. Another great moment where they they cut away to a vision. That's been three now. Homer's dream, Lisa's vision, and Homer's vision. Solid. Keep it clean. Come on, boys. Excuse me, I hate to interrupt your judging me, but I wanted you to know I've made Homer a doing what's best for his family, decisions. another instance, one, keeping yeah. them together. The cable as soon as the fight's over. And, and two, also noble of him to let his friends enjoy the fight before cutting the cable. Dad, we may have saved your soul. The glow of the TV. I know you brought that up in the last episode. It's really so aesthetic, yeah. Some really interesting characters there. Yeah, there's like a guy who'd probably be like a 1920s tramp. Oh, there's a I forgot. There's a guy who, uh, who's kind of a, a image of Don King a little bit with like the crazy hair. He's not Lucius Sweet yet, but. What a Donnybrook game, Mr. Bunny. Oh, yes. Why, I once watched Gentleman Jim Corbett fight an Eskimo settle bare knuckled for 113 rounds. Back then, of course, if a fight was less than 50 rounds, we demanded a Oh, man, I forgot about that. That's so good. Clippers, please. Here you go, homie. Which is another great throwback of how old Burns is. Oh, man. The old timey jokes are just so good. Because, like, that, that did happen in, like, the 1870s. There'd be, like, a hundred round bare knuckle boxing championship fights. Did Homer really need to climb up here just to take out a cable? Yeah, couldn't he have just unplugged it? Whoops. <laughs> Third time's a charm. Nice ending. That's, nice that's ending. perfect. That, that's perfect. pretty good. That's pretty creative for the time, anyways. They had not done nothing like that. That's a great episode, man. I very much enjoyed that one. Mine, yeah, it was good. I can already say my 6.8 was low. Um, some good moments, good storytelling. Phil Hartman doing like four different voices, all contributing. Uh, like Itchy and Scratchy and Marge, I highly underrated this one. I'm going from a 6.8 uh, and all the way up to an 8.3. Wow, that's a huge jump. Huge jump, and it deservedly so. Hmm. That's a very, very good episode. Like, there, there's a little bit of everything. The storytelling, the jokes, the Phil Hartman, um, even the ending I liked. The the fact that it had, like, a good Burns joke to end, and the cutaway to the, the, the screen static, uh, as if your, your cable in general had just been cut. Very, very good. Underrated episode, I gotta say. I enjoyed that much more than I thought I would. 
I'm going to do a 7.9. I liked it, uh, but not quite 8 for me. It's not quite an AA minus type of territory. Yeah, but it's good. Yeah. Yeah, really good. A lot of good gags, too. Tackles a lot of issues. Um, yeah. 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 What's your what's your gag or something, though, for this one? There are quite a few. I think it would be kind of lazy for me to choose the Mr. Burns one, even though I think that is what I'm leading to. Um Oh, there was also the, um, uh, what was it? The the way uh, Phil Hartman, uh, Troy McClure, was talking about the gum that straightens your teeth and everything and how he was, like, comparing it that it basically mansplaining to the girl that's like, that's his good science. Um, <laughs> I thought that was quite funny, too. Um, I'm going to have to go with Mr. Burns, though. I don't know. That was probably the best joke of the episode, in my opinion. That was the best gag. Yeah, that was really good. The fact, like, like breaking it down. So, like, Burns saying, okay, gentleman Joe Corbett, who might be like a, uh, you know, sometimes there were nicknames and stuff given, especially in, like, the early 1900s to, to boxers and even wrestlers and stuff. Fighting, and then he doesn't even give a name. Just fighting an Eskimo fella for 113 rounds. And then if they didn't go 50 rounds, they wanted a nickel back. And in bare knuckle boxing, like that is a per that is a absolutely perfect old timey Mister Burns nonsense joke. Very well done, very well done indeed. Um, yeah, but there were a couple of good ones. We get our first uh, taste of Troy's stupid movies with like Here Comes the Coast Guard, uh, and they just keep getting better as they go along. Very, uh, very good episode that still didn't manage to like it. It, it was a uh, an ethical religious issue, but it didn't like hammer you over the head with it you know what i mean like it found a way to, to weave it into the story without it being just about this oh it had a good pace yeah it flowed nicely yes there wasn't a huge uh downward spiral into like being really boring it could have been with this it subject did... matter it'd be very easy for this to be stale yes it could be very stale very dry uh but it ended up as a fantastic episode so like i i have a feeling this is going to carry over my, my interest and my energy into the next episode, Principal Charming, which is our first uh, Skinner-based episode. I don't have very fond memories of that one. Um, so we'll see if my my excitement and recency bias from this one kind of carries over into that one. But um, yeah, I'm kind of looking forward to that one because I don't really have a lot of fond memories about it. So we'll see how that one goes. And now my challenge to you Ah, uh, yes, um, for the, ext the extra. Yes. Before the plug? Okay, yeah, before the plug. Yeah, because I, I just have it on my mind right now. Anything musical, Troy McClure, but it can't be Dr. Zayas. It has to mm. remind you of Troy McClure. Okay. But it can't be Dr. Zayas. I feel like I'll still be able to do something. Yeah. Okay, sounds good, sounds good. But now it's plug time. Everyone's favorite. Plug, plug time. I'll try to do it in uh, like a very radio Troy McClure type oh, of way. Oh, that would be nice. I like yeah. that. Let's okay. go. All right, everybody, if you want to interact with us, please follow us on Twitter at Simpsons underscore EBE. And also, if you uh, feel like supporting the show, please, whatever platform you're listening to us on, if you want to give us a like and a follow, that'd be great. And in addition, if you have a couple bucks laying around, you want to support the show in that way, there's a link under this episode called Buy Me a Coffee. And you can do that. And uh, we'll use that towards, uh, I don't know, whatever. Coffee, sound <laughs> equipment, whatever you, you want to know. And throwing it back to you, Nick. 
that was pretty good. That was that was concise. You, you, you amped up your uh, your your radio voice there. Not bad. Nicely done. Nicely done indeed. Uh, yes, thank you. Like Shane said, for for listening. Two new episodes every Friday. Get at me at uh, Simpsons underscore EBE on Twitter. Have a chat about anything Simpsons related. I'm definitely going to be posting a poll about uh, best Troy McClure moments. I'd love to see what you have to say for that one. Um, And yeah, just thanks again in general for listening. And we'll see you for the next one. We'll see you for Principal Charming. Bye. Bye.